This is the CVBT Audio Interview Podcast, where you'll get ideas about improving your bottom line in business and in life from experts around the world. Well, John, let's set the uh, stage for our listeners, if you don't mind, and uh, by telling them a little bit about yourself and then a little bit about your company. Uh, Well, thank you for the opportunity, Doug. Uh, I um, have been in the IT industry uh, for quite a long time, and I have uh, the hair and the white hair to prove that. Uh, I, uh, over the years, I've done a lot of work uh, in all the different aspects of the industry, starting from software development to uh, project management and managing uh, software and implementations and fixing problems and uh, uh, and then uh, I spent uh, uh, about uh, 10 years running a cloud business and then after doing all of that I feel like uh, uh, in about 2015 I felt like I had enough uh, background uh, and enough uh, history to be able to go out and uh, work with clients on uh, implementing different strategies, uh, uh, strategies for their data, strategies for their business. Because what you see uh, in many instances is the fact that uh, uh, companies have uh, ways that they think about what they want to accomplish. But uh, when you look at uh, how to accomplish that, the only way to do it is through a well designed coherent IT solution and in many instances you find that the strategy and the IT solution uh, tend to be going in two different directions. You have an IT strategy and a business strategy and they don't meet and the reality is uh, in my opinion I'm going to say something maybe a little provocative here but your IT strategy is in fact your business strategy. And uh, but uh, so in 2015, I I went out and I could not think of a more boring name to call our company other than Farhat Services. And Farhat's my last name. I'm John Farhat, by the way. And uh, please feel free to find me on LinkedIn uh, or uh, on Facebook, and you will find uh, Farhat Services listed as uh, FSCIX, which stands for Farhat Services Company Inc. And back then, my 10-year-old said, we have to have an X to make it cool. <laughs> Sometimes 10-year-olds really know marketing. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> John, so, uh, go ahead. Tell us a little bit more about why you got into this. Usually, when people uh, start a company, they've come up with a grand idea they think will beat the competitors, or they're so fed up with their boss, they slam the door on the way out, and the windows reverberate. What was the case with you? Well, third one, I hope. Well, it was, uh, it was uh, no, there were no uh, windows reverberating. There was no, uh, it was just the realization that uh, uh, a lot of people get a lot of bad advice along the way. And uh, that a lot of people uh, who uh, need to be able to function uh, simply do not, and they miss targets, they miss deadlines, they miss timeframes because uh, they overestimate their abilities, they overestimate uh, what can be done with the limited uh, budgets they have, they overestimate a whole uh, number of things. And then at the, uh, at the time also there was uh, another component uh, uh, which was the uh, start of the 
uh, a big push for all the uh, malware that uh, was becoming more and more known, and which meant that a lot of uh, uh, businesses were left open and not very well protected. Uh, uh, I don't care if you get hit. Uh, assume that you get hit. Uh, my uh, focus is, so you got hit, are you in fact able to recover? Because if you're unable to recover and you lose your data, then it is very likely that your business will never ever recover. And there are statistics that are thrown out there. I'm not exactly sure the validity of them, but some statistics say that 70% of businesses that lose data uh, due to uh, a malware type attack never actually uh, uh, find their footing again and never get back into business again. So with, you know, let's say that that number is, uh, you know, is double the actual reality. It still is a very large number of uh, businesses that are, uh, do not have uh, a strategic uh, vision on how their information uh, uh, flows through the company on how that information uh, works with it, uh, within uh, their organization and how uh, they actually ought to be protecting it in order to prevent that data loss, even if a disaster were to happen. Well, John, a lot of us uh, will back up uh, hourly, even, uh, uh, the data that we uh, compile. Is that uh, sufficient? Well, uh, here's uh, it. Uh, the answer to that is yes and maybe no. <laughs> uh, and uh, the the reason that uh, that I say maybe no is uh, uh, most people uh, with the affordability of solutions like the cloud uh, think that they are protected by simply using a cloud business or uh, or a cloud partner or even uh, by backing up to the cloud and without you know naming any names there are a number of uh, large cloud providers out there where you can replicate your data you can replicate it real time and, uh, and for most people they feel protected or even if they do an in-house uh, data strategy where they have uh, two data centers they're uh, you know, within a reasonable distance apart to, uh, so as they are not affected by the same uh, geographic problem if, if something happens, you know, electricity, earthquake, whatever. And uh, you end up believing that your data is in fact intact because you have it in two different locations. Well, the reality of it is uh, if you are hit by something like ransomware, and uh, that ransomware is uh, encrypting your files, then your real-time protection that you're relying on to ensure that you have data redundancy is in fact replicating all that uh, encryption into all your servers, into all your, uh, between your data centers, into the cloud. And what you end up with is instead of having uh, one set of servers to clean up, now you have everything that got encrypted. and you end up in a situation where you are in fact not protected at all. So worst case scenario, you are not protected at all. John, that is probably going to keep a lot of people awake tonight after listening to that. Is it, is it impossible to protect our businesses from uh, these crooks? It's not, but in order to be able to 
uh, create that level of protection, that level of recoverability, uh, you have to be able to have uh, an understanding of what your backup process is going to be, uh, where your data is going to reside, how it is going to move, what is going to affect that move, and uh, how are you going to be able to maintain copies of that data off-site and offline. And I think the important part is not just off-site, but it's offline. Uh, because anything online in a generally, uh, uh, yeah, when you're under attack, anything that's online could potentially be compromised. So you have to be able to do something that is offline. And uh, what, what I see quite a bit is uh, uh, security companies coming in and doing threat uh, uh, penetration testing and, uh, and penetration uh, validation and uh, uh, and that's great I mean that's absolutely necessary to help you determine whether you have any vulnerabilities open but that does not uh, protect from all vulnerabilities <clears throat> uh, so what I'm talking about is uh, is bad stuff happened now how do you go back to functioning and that doesn't just include uh, information technology people that uh, may have to include uh, some marketing people that may have to include some uh, 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 legal uh, uh, people because depending on the type of breach that you have uh, the recoverability may require you know some PR people some preparedness on the PR side some preparedness on the on, on the legal aspects of that breach uh, so it's not uh, it's not like uh, we're running uh, two steps ahead of the bad guys. We're uh, on a good day. We're running half a step behind them. On a good day, we're half a step behind the bad guys. That, that is almost terrifying. How do we put a stop to this? Or is it just going to be something we have to uh, accept as a cost of doing business like paying the power company? I don't know that. Uh, we have any idea how to stop that. I think uh, uh, we can protect uh, as much as we can, but the idea that uh, one day we're going to bring this to a screeching halt in, in my uh, little brain uh, just does not seem like it is doable because, uh, uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like stopping theft. Uh, in the real world, uh, yeah, we can talk about all the different things that affect uh, thievery and why people steal stuff. But uh, uh, for the last, uh, you know, thousands of years, we still have not been able to stop thieves from thieving. And uh, I think it's gonna, it's the same, uh, it's the same concept here, except. Uh, uh, you know, uh, like Al Capone used to say, uh, we target the banks because that's where the money is. And, and in this case, uh, businesses get targeted because that's who is uh, willing to pay ransoms and willing to pay uh, to recover their data. Although some of these attacks are becoming more and more insidious in the sense that uh, uh, they may be able to pull all of your data without you even knowing about it. And then the threat isn't, uh, uh, can we decrypt your data? But the threat is, we're going to post your data online for everybody to see all your uh, internal memos, all your internal uh, um, uh, competitive uh, documents, everything else that we know about you. So there are 
uh, definitely legitimate uh, reasons why people would uh, would want to protect themselves in multiple ways, but uh, uh, recoverability is, is 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 a big part of that. And recoverability is not strictly an IT function; it's a complete organizational function, which is why I think of this as a complete coherent strategy, an overall overarching strategy, rather than. Uh, uh, a very uh, minuscule thing where you have the IT guy trying to figure out how to get the files back. When, when you uh, go to a business executive and you present this to him or her, what's the typical reaction? Are they jumping out the window or are they uh, sitting down and saying, let's get on with it? Uh, usually after they laugh because it's never going to happen to them. Uh, it takes a little while for the realization to hit that, yeah, okay, we may not be a, a multi-billion dollar business, but somebody could be targeting us uh, for, I don't know, $50,000, $100,000. Somebody could be targeting us for, because the, the, the thieves don't care where they get the money. They just care about uh, about receiving that. And uh, a, a lot of that does not necessarily come from the U.S. itself, so prosecution and things like that are always going to be lagging and take a, a long time, if any, uh, because of the fact that um, a lot of that stuff can be happening from anywhere in the world. Well, John, let's get back to a more uh, positive uh, topic, if we might, and that is your business and how you have grown it. Uh, one thing that an entrepreneur faces when he or she starts a business is that they're doing the business, but then they have to be getting business at the same time. How were you able to balance those two tasks? Uh, the thing that they don't tell you in entrepreneur school, and I think they don't tell you that on purpose because uh, you, uh, you, nobody would, uh, would try to start a business on, on their own if they knew that, is that the time that it takes to do all this is incredibly large. Uh, you spend a, a, a large amount of time working with clients, then you spend a large amount of time networking with people. And I find that uh, for me, uh, networking and, and working with uh, other businesses actually helps me uh, uh, acquire business because that's when uh, you develop a little bit of trust between people. That's because. Uh, you know, when we were going in, we're looking at uh, at, uh, at a business, sports and all, and uh, people need to trust you that uh, you, you're able to do that. Um, but uh, uh, I've been in business since 1997 uh, in different iterations and different uh, things. So uh, it's, it's always challenging. Uh, there are always uh, uh, nights when you wake up and you go, are we really uh, are we really still doing this or or you wake up and go uh, tomorrow's going to be a much better day uh, uh, because you've just had a, a crazy day uh, spent all day running between places and accomplished uh, like what you feel is absolutely nothing uh, to anybody who wants to uh, to be an entrepreneur uh, beyond the glamour of the world uh, of the word itself the, the entrepreneur uh, world is is very competitive. It's very uh, uh, you have to have the tenacity to uh, stick to itness to not uh, back down from a challenge and and just 
keep at it. Uh, some days uh, are going to look scarier than others, and some days are, you're going to look like you're on top of the world. John, give our listeners, again, a place where they can get more information about you and your business. Yeah, please. Uh, uh, you can. Uh, our website is, is very, very small. You can get very little about us from it, but it's, uh, uh, it's www.f as in Farhat, s as in services, c as in company, i as in ink, and x for coolness.com. <laughs> Uh, I am uh, also happy to respond under uh, 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 on LinkedIn. Uh, my profile is the Farhat T H E F A R H A T, and uh, I, you can find me on Facebook under our business. Uh, I also own a, a second business called La Quanter. It's uh, uh, it's uh, internal uh, uh, business communication. Uh, company that uh, uh, has where we have spent a lot of time basically applying the principles that we preach in in, in our F6 business uh, and created a, a white glove uh, delivered uh, communication business called Loquanter, L-O-Q-U-A-N-T-U-R. John, what would you like to add that we've not had a chance to talk about? I, I want to just say thank you for the opportunity to have me here. Uh, I, uh, 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 if you'd like to have me back, I'm happy to talk about some of the other uh, strategies that we work with uh, clients on in terms of how to build, uh, how to build uh, 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 your capacity for next year, uh, how to vet the financials, how to vet the uh, what you're trying to do against the financials, against what's available, against what's doable, in order to create something a little more coherent and executable. Basically, I call what I do uh, your strategy. Your business strategy is your IT strategy is your business strategy, and your business strategy is fiction unless you can make it ITable. You've been listening to the CVBT Audio Interview Podcast, one-on-one interviews with experts in business and personal growth. Keep up to date with all of our podcasts and news that impacts business by subscribing to our daily email newsletter. To sign up for a free introductory subscription, please send us your preferred email address. Our email is editor at biznews.com. That's spelled B-I-Z-G-N-U-S dot com. Thanks for listening.